Hey everyone, welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. I survived the weekend. That's the important thing. The, uh, okay. I, um, what well, it's better than the, not surviving the weekend. The, I suppose that's true, but what, what about your weekend was so unsurvivable? Well, that... I'm one year older now, Mike. Oh, so, I see. You know, I see. The arthritis is starting to kick in, and yep. the, the dementia, I can feel that setting in as well. And... The back breaking the second you get out of bed. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. You know. You know what it's like. You'll experience that. I, I in do. No time. I will experience it in a week or so, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's right, yes. It's actually funny, because uh, I've always joked for years, that, you know, every year you get older, you know, it's the worst thing in the world. A friend of ours, we told her, she's like, oh, I'm turning 30, and I'm like, turning 30 is the worst. You're going to wake up that day, and your body's going to just betray you, and you're going to hate your life because your back's going to go out the second you wake up that morning. And she's like, no, I know you're joking, but I don't want that to happen. And I'm like, am I joking? Am I joking? And <laughs> And then on the morning of her 30th birthday, she got out of bed and, like, broke her foot. <laughs> like, oh, damn. <laughs> I, it wasn't exactly a break. I can't remember exactly what it was. But I do remember on the morning of her 30th birthday, she got out of bed and, and like, fractured a toe or something. Like It, it was just like... So you, you cursed her, Mike. I did. I cursed her. It. Yes. You're I, a witch. I, I am a witch. <laughs> not a warlock not a warlock a no 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 I, the witch i yeah. i ride a broom and i have a pointy hat and uh and all of that fun stuff and i mean hey you got to you got to watch spider-man for your for your birthday party i sure did well shut was, up because i don't want to know amazing mate no i don't no spoilers no spoilers i haven't seen it i you know what i'm not gonna spoil it i know but i am going to say that it was the light-hearted break that we need after the very heavy-handed Infinity Ward. Oh, okay. Not Infinity Ward, but Infinity Endgame. War. Oh, you, you mean Endgame I said Ward. Specific. I said Ward by accident. Okay, but I'm just saying the fact that the last movie was also called uh, Endgame. Oh, Endgame, not... yeah. Sorry. Edit that all out, Mike, and we'll, we'll say it was Endgame from the get-go. I could do that, or I could leave it in and make you sound dumb. Well, they were both, they were both very heavy-handed. So I'm technically not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. But, but yes, it was it was very good. I had gone into it where well not reading spoilers or anything, but people saying it was the best of all the Spider-Man movies and I would definitely agree. It okay. was a very good movie, interesting plot, interesting bad guys. Yeah, it was very good. So you will not be disappointed. I am I'm very excited. I fear that I have been spoiled slightly. I, uh-huh. I don't want to. I'm not going to go into the specifics of what it was or anything, but I, I might as well disable it on my phone because I feel like it's causing more harm than good. Right. But I have the Google News app on my phone, and it will actually push news notifications of stories that it thinks will interest me. Right. And sometimes it's like, I well. It's not so much Google News' fault, but it's it's the fault of websites who just straight up put spoilers in the titles of their articles. And, and it's been happening to me a lot lately where I'll, I'll be excited for something or or something I didn't even know about. And it will pop in and be like, surprise, here's a new <laughs> news story for you. Do you want to know about Spider-Man? Here's this. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And, and I got two notifications about things that that happened around the spider-man movie that right that could 
be just like, hey, we're talking about Spider-Man because Spider-Man kid just came out and, you know, it's going to be a thing that people pay attention to or it's just, you know, like it's, it's a very I read it and I put things together in my head and I'm like, oh, this happens then, you know, like. And, and it's funny because one of the things we're going to talk about, I will get into into that even more later on when we talk about Walking Dead later. But yeah. but that's exactly there was a big twist that happened in Walking Dead, and that was straight up spoiled to me in the exact same way. And and I'll tell you about that a little later when we talk about the Walking Dead. So so at this point, I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed and hoping that that what I saw, I just read too much into it, and I did not spoil the movie for myself because my phone was like, hey, here's here's the news, you know, but right. but we'll see. Well, part Time- of me wanted you to tell me what it, your spoiler that you saw was. I could confirm or deny, but I think that would ruin it. Yes, I think it would. knowing either way, I think knowing either way would ruin it. It's it's definitely true that knowing either way would, would ruin it if it was or not. So, because I feel like if I knew... I would just spend more time trying to figure out like, okay, so if it wasn't that, does it mean this, you know, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I might as well go in thinking what I think is going to happen and then just let that happen. But either way, I'm probably not going to get out to see Spider-Man until my birthday, which is like two weeks from now, (laughs) but whatever. It's, (laughs) it's when we'll have time to do it. It's, it's, that's right. You got to do what you got to do. But I mean, for me, you know, one of the things that there's a reason why I won't be able to see it for that while is because something that Laura is not comfortable with is the idea of a babysitter. And you, for your Friday birthday evening, you had a babysitter. So I want to know. I want to know. Give me the deets. How did it go? Did she eat all your popsicles? We, <laughs> no, <laughs> we we gave her a bowl of snacks and stuff that she could choose from. So she did cook up the popcorn, Mike. Okay. But, uh, no, overall, it went really well. And it was kind of surreal to walk out of the movie theater without having to worry about Ben or like, okay, we got to go and get him from like Tiff's parents or my parents or whatever. It was, I don't know, it, it felt like he didn't exist for those those beautiful two and a half hours <laughs> it was back like the old days was it yeah like the old days it really did it kind of felt like the old days but it went well she showed up basically just as he was going to bed so that was good we put him to sleep so all she had to do was just watch him she survived as long as she had the wi-fi password that was really the most important thing mm-hmm. uh, i think and then we gave her access to our netflix and stuff but it was good she only texted us one time the whole time and it was basically to say that ben had not woken up, but he was like rolling around the bend and kind of make, or not around the bend, rolling around the crib and making some babbling noises and whatever, which he does all the time. Right. Um, so she was kind of concerned that she might have to go up there and like, you know, rock him back to sleep or something. It's like, no, don't worry about it. He'll, he'll put himself back down. <laughs> so other than that, it was all good. And then we drove her home and that was, it was easy. It was easy. I, I strongly recommend it, Mike. Okay. Well, it might be. It might be a bit before we reach babysitter time, but yeah, perhaps we'll be giving your babysitter a call as a recommendation. Is she local? Is she local to me? Would it make sense for no, me? No, she's to- very local to Ancaster. Okay, well that doesn't help then. Tell her to move closer. <laughs> yeah, that's to me. right. I don't think I don't think where you live <laughs> is in her range right. of a babysitting location. Again, tell her to move closer to me so yeah. that I can. Maybe- well, you. I'm just trying to think of where your parents are, but yeah, there's no movie theaters near them. No, not really. I mean, I'm really hoping I have two girls who live next to us and they're both, you know, early, early teens. Like, I think one is so early teen. She's not a teen. Like, I think she's like 12. And then the other one's like 14, 15. 
Okay. So I'm really hoping that one day one of them's going to be like, just so you know, Mr. Laidman, I have a babysitting service. And I'll be like, good. I've known you for three years. Go watch my kid. <laughs> you know? You're hired. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, who yeah, knows? Who knows? Well, Olivia, Olivia's only 14. She's either 14 now or she's turning 14 this year because mm-hmm. she just graduated grade eight. So, you know, they don't have to be that old. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing, the nice thing, too, is. If if we were if that was the case, then you know suddenly those girls decided that they wanted to get some money out of their neighbors. If something were to go wrong, then their parents would also be right next door and be able to help as well. If if that's the case, I mean, here I am proposing a hypothetical situation that is not happening. I, I but yeah, you know. Well, you start wor- working away on Laura, just a little chip at a time, just a little chip. You right, know? right. Monday, one day. But yeah. I mean, hey, when, when she's ready, she'll be ready. And when she's until then, yeah. we're just going to not watch a lot of movies in the theater. That's- <laughs> well, it is nice to have the freedom. I, I got to admit, it's real nice to have the freedom and not have to like arrange rides or dropping them off at our parents or whatever. Like It, it, it is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that that worked out well. But how else has been going? How else? What else has been going on in the world of that Ben Ben dazzled us all the other day. So we went to my brother's house for a little bit of a backyard barbecue sort of thing on Sunday. We were playing in the pool. So there was Ben, Henry, and Carson were there. Mm-hmm. And Ben has been working on his standing. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast in the past. I, um, I've also seen many snaps of him working on his yeah. standing. Yeah. And so usually he stands for like, you know, two to three seconds. Like long enough where he's not like teetering over or anything like that. But yeah, he, he's doing reasonably well and he he kind of had one where i was playing with him in the grass and he stood for like three to four seconds and i was like "Ooh, that's pretty good so i kind of yelled at tiff and said hey watch this and i put him down there and he stood for three seconds and then four seconds and then five and then he just kept standing for about 10 seconds oh wow and it was just like what the hell is going on Mm -hmm. like this is not at all what i was expecting right right yeah, it was a very impressive moment. I was very proud dad oh, at that uh, that point in time. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, so I'm sure it's only a matter of time. We we looked back at my baby book because my mom kept you know all those immaculate records as we've discussed in yes, the past. Yes. Uh, so he has until nine months and two weeks to beat my walking record or like first steps. Oh, record. I see. I see. Okay. So he's not quite nine months yet. So he's got like three weeks to go. You think he'll he'll beat the record? It's going to be tight, but I think he's got what it takes because he's doing pretty good. He never he doesn't fall over, mm-hmm. right? So you'll stand him up, and then he decides just to like lower himself. Yeah, it's not like he's like a tree and sort of tips over and and that's it, right? Right. So Smack. I think pain. Cry. Yeah, I think he's got he's got the skill set. It's just a matter of kind of putting it together. But mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. That's good. Any any yeah. other fun things with that baby? Um, not really. That's it. He no, just... he, he he likes he likes to play with the dog a lot now. Oh, that's good. Like throwing the ball, and there's a now what he likes to do is instead of fetch, he will grab the ball, crawl over to banjo, and place the ball into banjo's mouth. So it's like place. He's now playing place. But that's not. <laughs> but what? No, that's not the game. Like you throw the. <laughs> I I know it's not the game. And then Banjo sort of like, what the hell is this? Like you, you're supposed to throw it, not put it in my mouth. So what does he do? Does he give it back or like? 
So Banjo will take it and then kind of do like a little circle and then come back and drop the ball again. <laughs> you so know, he's like, like, okay, well, I guess I'll toss it to myself here. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to make this work for this little kid. It's it's kind of funny to watch. Ben is really big into, well, he's starting to eat a lot of big boy food now. Yep. But he's big into sharing the food. With so the he'll dog. take a bite and then and reach it out to you and you take a bite and he'll take another bite. So he'll also try to share the food with the dog mm-hmm. and not in the sense of like, you know, lean it over the edge and drop it. Just, you know, okay, you have a lick. Okay, great. Now it's my turn. I'm going to continue eating this sausage or whatever. Oh, good times. Good times. Yeah, so a lot of bacteria being uh, being spread around everybody at this house. I'm not shocked. Babies, I, I've, I've noticed a, a pattern when it comes to babies. And it is basically they're disgusting and they'll do disgusting things like lick the dog spit food and, you know, try and, and play in the in the cat boxes. I mean, he's William hasn't tried to get in the cat boxes yet, but I, I guess a perfect example of of William doing something really gross was today. Uh, it was pretty funny. William, we were getting him ready for his bath time. And we, Laura was taking him and she was putting him in the bathtub and we've actually changed his bathtub. We have like this Fisher Price bathtub that's like three tiers. It starts off as like a hammock and then the second tier is got like a seat and then the third tier is there's no seat and it's just a bath and he sits in the bath. Yeah, we got the same one. Yeah. yeah. So we finally have taken out the third tier. So it's just the bathtub now. And Laura was putting him in the bath tonight and when she put his feet down, normally what he'll do is he'll slide his feet and he'll just sit down. This time he did not. He just planted his feet, planted his feet. So Laura is like not lowering him down because she's holding him and he's standing. So he's standing in the bathtub while she's holding him. And then he just pees right, <laughs> like right in the bathtub. <laughs> and we're just laughing because she's just holding him. And he's just standing there with his arms out because she's holding him under the armpits. And he's just peeing into the tub. And then he sits down. And usually what happens is when Laura's giving him a bath, I'll go get his stuff for bed ready. So I'll get his pajamas ready. I'll get his diaper ready, a towel, you know, right, everything, right. everything for his bedroom. And I come back and he's playing with this dolphin toy. We have this dolphin toy. He fills with water and you squeeze it and it sprays water. And he's playing with his toy and he's shoving it in his mouth and he's having a great time putting it in his mouth. And I look at Laura and I'm like, you know, that, that dolphin was in the pee water, right? And she's like, yeah, so? And I'm like, it is in his mouth. And she's like, it wasn't a lot of pee. And I'm like, all right, I guess. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. He's still alive, so he'll, he's, he'll be fine. But yeah, no, actually, today was a very big day in in baby William history. Actually, oh, what did he do? Well, today what did he not do today. We went to the pediatrician, and I mean, we've talked about it on the show before. William was premature. He was a NICU baby. He was in the NICU for thirty three days. He was thirty two weeks at when he was born. He was like two months early. All that fun stuff well because of that we've been going to see a pediatrician every few months to to just kind of check up on his progress and see how how he's doing and this was the nine month checkup and he basically graduated from preemie college the pediatrician said that she doesn't think that we need to see her anymore because she's very happy with how he's doing he's charting above the curve if not close to the curve in every single one of the benchmarks that she tests him on, which was his height, his weight, his head circumference. We've been telling her the stuff that he... I, you laugh, but the head I, circumference... I know, I love, I love the head circumference thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's such a big baby thing. It's a big deal in the world of babies, head circumference. Yeah. 
yeah, so head circumference was good, and 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 then we had a bunch of questions that she asked us. Where like, is he doing this? Is he doing this? And all of the big important ones we checked off. Uh, one of them was standing, if if you can hold him, which he definitely proved tonight while he was standing and peeing. He he can tripod, which we've discussed on the show. I actually almost was going to start off like, well, this is what William's been up to, and started talking about how he's been sitting really well again, like yeah. as a joke, because I did that two weeks in a row. And I was going to do it for a third week, but I didn't. I went into talking about pee because it was funnier. But anyway. What is, what is tripoding? Tripoding is like his legs are out and then he's got a hand. He's holding himself up with his hands while he leans forward. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So he that's it's a tripod because he's got three points of contact, his legs and his hands. So, right, okay. Or his butt and each hand is a leg of the tripod. Depends on your definition of a tripod. Sh- sure. Either yeah. way, there's three spots holding him up. Anyway. So, no, he, he does that. The only thing that she was like, is he doing this? That we were like, no, he's not doing that. Is waving. He should be waving. And that really comes down to the fact that we just don't wave at him. So he doesn't right. realize he should be waving because we don't wave at him. Like, what else? Why else would I be waving at him? You know, like, I guess I should be when I leave and he's there and I'm like, I'm off to work, baby. I should just be like, bye. <laughs> I should wave at him before I go. So. So we've been starting to wave at him as of today, which doesn't really make a lot of sense because we're not waving as we leave or anything like that. Or just like, hey. Yeah, but it's an important life skill to have. Yeah, so we're trying to teach him it, waving. That's the new hotness. So, so the big question, the big question about waving, Mike, is how are you waving to to um, William? Oh, I see. Like, are, are, are it, you are you waving like side to side? Are you bending at the wrist? Are you opening and closing the hand? What What method are you doing? I'm doing everything. I just want one of them to stick. Oh, okay. So I, the reason I ask is it's really funny because Henry does closed fist but bends at the wrist, <laughs> and then Ben does like the power clench because I I wave at him like opening and closing, mm-hmm. so he kind of like you know makes a fist and opens it up and stuff like I guess. the sound so of one hand clapping. See. Yeah, that's exactly. Yep. So I'm curious to see what one William picks up. Yeah, yeah, should be interesting. Kind of, I'm kind of playing the field, see yeah. what one he picks up first, kind of a thing. I mean, I'm sure this is also something that you're quite used to at this point, but William today, he's done it before, but today was overboard. William is babbling like crazy. Like right. he's been just sitting, you just sit him down and you just blah, 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 like to everything, you know, like his toys, <laughs> good, the yeah. cats, everything. So yeah, he's, uh, he's babbling like crazy today, which was another one of his little check marks that got him out of pediatrician land. And it was pretty funny because Laura and I both were like, man, it's too bad we don't get to see that pediatrician anymore because she was really nice and a really good doctor. But also that means we don't have to go see a pediatrician anymore, which means we don't have to worry about that, anything like that anymore. So, so does he have, or or not does, I guess, did he have both that hospital doctor and the, like, family doctor? Yeah. Or did he only ever have the one? Yeah, he's got the family doctor and the pediatrician. So, so he does have doing, both, okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure been, if it was okay, there was only the one, and now you have to find, like, the other one. Nope, nope. Pediatrician, she came from the hospital. She saw she saw him while he was in the NICU in Burlington. And so right. once we were left, they were like, that's your pediatrician, he's been assigned to, or she's been assigned to you, rather. 
so you have to go see her and we're like okay fine let's it worked out her office is near my work so i'm able to go to the, the appointments and then after the appointments are over go to work kind of thing so that works yeah. out really nice and then he, we've been taking him to see our family doctor as well and that's where he keeps getting his needles and and that's where <laughs> our family doctors like you to her nurse she's like you stick him with the pointy one because I don't want him to be mad at me because I got to know him for the rest of his life kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. So what are you doing to celebrate, Mike? We went to Ikea and had hot dogs. Well, that's a a good celebration. Yeah, that's about what we did. Very Swedish of you. Yeah. Well, we went because they have those veggie dogs now. And Laura was like, veggie dogs, amazing. And then we both (laughs) had these hot dogs. And then afterwards, we popped them into our calorie trackers. And it was like, oh, that was a mistake. Because we had two hot dogs because we thought it would be more filling to have two hot dogs. And each hot dog is like 300 calories each. And Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. So Is that like just for like the wiener or I, it's, that's it's, like it's, the whole? It's hot dog with bun and yeah. It's, okay, okay. It's rich in bungly goodness, you know, all that fun stuff. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing I find with a lot of like the veggie options is I'm sure they are healthier for you, but they sure have a shit ton of calories. Well, that's the thing. Like recently we had the Light Life hamburgers. I think they're called Light Life. It's either Light Life or Life Light or it's Life Light or Light Life. It's one or the other. And Mm -hmm. and we had those and I slapped that into the calorie tracker and I'm like, this is just as bad as if I was having another burger, like an actual hamburger, you know, like calorie wise like but whatever i mean better for yeah that's what yeah we're rolling off topic here yeah. yeah but they have a they have a lot of salt in them too yeah well I you mean, know we'll talk about the next episode i suppose <laughs> yes i suppose <laughs> are these good or bad for you yeah so i mean i'll have more tribe tried by then i mean we we finally grabbed some of those beyond burgers like yep. from the store like laura's had them before through a and w and stuff but usually in the case of we're in a, at a restaurant where they have the beyond burger i'm usually having a regular burger at that point but this mm-hmm. time we bought beyond burgers specifically to have so i will be trying my first beyond burger so i i i've been told they're quite good the light life one i did like the light flight one i i described that one as like getting like the dirty off-brand burger like okay. uh you know when you go to the the store and it's like here's the you know the president's choice burger and then here's the store brand it, it was like buying right, it was okay, like eating the yeah. store brand burger is what it was like is what i, I said to her but anyway, so I'll be trying that for the first time, and, and we'll see how the, I like that. If but she said that 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 one was the Beyond is better than the Light Life ones. But anyway, that's it. Yeah, for, yeah. For I do like the Beyond burgers as well. They are they are good. Although I find they taste a little bit more like a sausage patty than a beef burger. Well, that's not too bad because I actually yeah like it d- doesn't patty. mean it's bad. It's 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 definitely good because I, I generally will get them at A and W now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just not quite the same. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're not expecting it to taste exactly like you know a regular hamburger, you'll be good to go. Okay, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at that point, unless you have anything else to say about your baby, nah, nah, I'm bored of him already. Okay, well, let's get into something yeah. nerdy, and this is something that we don't talk about on the show that often. Because I'm a comic guy, but you're not really a comic guy. You you like comic adjacent things where it's like, I like Batman, but I like the concept of Batman more than I like Batman comics, right? Would you (laughs) say? I like the movies. I I like the movies and the TV shows. Exactly. But you're not going to turn around and buy an issue of Batman off the shelf, correct? Absolutely not. Correct. So this is is kind of going to be, I mean, there will be stuff for you to talk about too, because you're a fan of the show. 
or mm-hmm. at least you might have been. I'm not too sure. But The Walking Dead, I thought this was worth talking about. The Walking Dead ended rather abruptly this last week with issue 193. Now, okay. I have been lis- listening. I've been reading The Walking Dead comic for a long time. I actually almost close enough, almost close enough to have an entire run not quite close enough to have an entire run of the series. I have every issue except the first 12 issues. So the ones that are probably worth the ones that, yes, the ones that are (laughs) worth the most. Well, I do have a couple that are actually worth a few, a few bucks because I have some of the first appearances of some of the more popular characters. I have the first Michonne. I have the first governor and those are actually worth some some money but of the ones that are worth the most money i have zero of those so i do not have the first issue the first issue through the 12th issue i do not have it was just it just was a matter of timing like i didn't get into the comic until till like a year after it had already started when i first heard about the walking dead i went to i went to the store and i bought the first trade cuz i i was ta- and i was talking to the person at the at the register and the funny thing is is going back it might have actually been Laura because this is, you know, Laura used to work at the comic shop that I went to. This is how we met is right. Laura was the the register, the register. She was a cashier slash manager. She wasn't the manager. Maybe, you know, she wasn't always the manager when she worked there. But at some point she became the manager. I'm arguing semantics, arguing semantics. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I remember talking to whoever was at the register at the time when I bought the first trade. Being like, I've heard a lot of really good things about this because I was reading about it in Wizard Magazine and it was like, Walking Dead's really good. You should read it. And right, well, before you get too deep into it, yes. what is a trade? Oh, so you don't know what a trade. Okay. Okay. So you know how there's single issues, correct? Yes. So a trade is a collection of issues. So a trade paperback in this sense is like the first six issues are slammed together in one comic. Oh, okay. So All the right. reason I do not have, besides the fact that they'd already come out and like been out for a while, the reason I don't have the first 12 issues is because I have the first two trades. So the first 12 issues I have in two six-issue trades. So it's kind of like, oh, I didn't need to go find those issues because I okay. have the first six issues. And are trades always six issues or are they kind of any collection of episodes or not episodes sorry of of comics it differs it really differs by the book like in most cases a trade is usually a a a coherent story so like if there was i mean i'm trying to think of a good example days of future past the x-men comic yeah you can buy trades of that where it's only the comics that were the days of future past comic so a trade like that Um, Okay. Or there's like a storyline where Spider-Man fights Dr. Octopus and Dr. Octopus is like, I'm going to get you. And then he dies. And then that'll be a specific trade paperback. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's a a story arc, basically. Exactly. Maybe not the huge story arc. Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead. I am up to speed now. Excellent. So I bought the first trade and I was talking to whoever the registered person was. And they were like, do you want to get the second trade as well? I'm like, well, let me read the first one. I don't know if I like this yet. And they're like, you'll be back. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, okay. I'm intrigued. And, and yeah. I went and I read the first trade and I absolutely loved it. I came back that day and got the second trade. Damn. It was that good. 
and then from that point on, I started correcting, correcting, collecting the individual issues. So that's why I have every issue up until the end. Right. And, and the funny thing was, is because I, well, so I, I began collecting the individual issues. And when Laura stopped working at the comic shop, I stopped buying single issues of comics. And because, I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to that comic shop anymore. Remember, I don't know if you remember this, but Laura was laid off rather unceremoniously. And yes, I, I remember these dark times. Yes. So it was like, well, we're not going back there. You know, that kind of thing. And at the same time, I was kind of like, oh, you know, but <laughs> but it was it was double sided. On one side, I was like completely understood. I was like, nope, we don't need to go back there. Those guys were jicks. But at the same time, I was like, that is where we met. You know, like that's that's right. And that's your childhood comic shop. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh, OK, like it really it, it's some it's some what suck that, you know, this important part in both of our lives is now off limits to us. Right. Um, OK. But but we actually softened on that and we've gone back over the years, but not to the degree of like I used to go every week, you know, and now I've I think I've gone three times in the past six years or something like that. You know, it's not it's not the same. But after Laura stopped working there, I stopped collecting single issues. And then we actually ended up finding a store in Burlington, which was close to where she was working. And it was on my way home because I was taking the train in. And we, so I started to, I put a box in it there. And in that box, I only collected two comics. And that those comics were Invincible and The Walking Dead. And I got, you know, I caught up and I, I got the issues that I was missing. And so I didn't, I'm not missing and any of the issues in, in the ensuing time from when we weren't reading comics. And then that was it. Like I had this box where I'd just be grabbing these two comics. And now both of those comics are over. So it's very weird because once again, for the, like the first time in like 20 years, I'm not collecting any comics. So it's kind of odd, you know, like, to be like, oh, wow, there's nothing, nothing I want. Because even back in that time when I wasn't getting comics because Laura wasn't working at the shop, I was still like, well, I want to get comics because my comics are still going, you know? Right. But, but now it's like, no, I have no comics that I want kind of a thing. You know, it's it's very weird. So so do you think that you're you're done, you know, quote unquote, done with comics then for a while? I I feel like I'm going to still read comics but in a different form. Okay. I'm I uh, there are trades that I get and I still get trades right now, but the trades are in specific there the specific books that I get. One of the books that I get is a book called Saga, and the only reason I still get that book in trades is because when Saga came out, I was dating Laura and Laura's like, "Don't buy the single issues. You get enough single issue books. It's it'll be fine." And I'm like, all right, fine. So I waited for the trades. Of course, Saga became like the first book since The Walking Dead to be worth anything. And I keep poking her and be like, you told me not to buy Saga. Saga's <laughs> worth money. And she's like, shut up, you know. But anyway, so Saga is one of the, the few books that I read. And Saga is on hiatus. So I'm yeah, not. It means you're on hiatus. I, you know, I'm not right. I'm not getting that either. There, there's not, It's going to be a long time before I get a new issue of Saga. But then there are other books that are special, like the le- you remember the show The Legend of Korra? Yep. I love that show. And they actually made a sequel to the show because the show has ended. They made a sequel in in graphic novel form. And I've been buying those. And then uh, I don't know if you know I don't know if you're familiar. I feel like you wouldn't have played it, but I don't know if you're familiar with the video game Life is Strange. 
Uh, it doesn't ring a bell, no. Okay, well, Life is Strange was a game that I really liked, and they continued that story in comics as well. So that is a book that I'm buying now in trades as well. Oh, okay. But okay. but otherwise, I'm not I'm not reading anything else. So I've I've thought about getting into digital comics, but I feel like digital comics is a slippery slope where I'm gonna buy. You know, I'll just be back where I used to be if I start buying digital comics where I buy like single issues or something. Well, I'll be, right. I'll be spending just as much money on on single issues as I used to spend when I when I was going to a comic shop consistently, which was a lot easier back in the day because Laura worked at a comic shop and I got her store discount, which was 40 percent. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot cheaper of a hobby back. then. It definitely right. was. It was definitely a lot cheaper of a hobby. But now, now I'd be paying full price and for for issues, and and also I, I'm still kind of at this point with with books, especially where I feel like if I want the book, I want the book. You know, like it's it's odd in the sense of like I'm getting more into the the concept of digital ownership because I know about the, we've talked at length before on this show yes, how I right, feel yeah. about licenses and and things suddenly disappearing in an all digital age but there's I feel like there's a difference when it's like oh I have the book and I have the digital book or I have the movie and I have the digital movie you know like like I have a lot I've been redeeming left and right all of the digital copies in my movies if I, if I have a digital copy of a movie, I have the physical copy of the movie, you know, like that right. kind of thing. Yeah, you're not, I, I look you're not at going it, one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Like I look at it in the sense of it's like a backup almost. But in the in the sense of the digital comics, it, it's like it's kind of almost I think it's the same price as buying an, like an actual physical book. And, and it's like, well, then I might as well just buy the actual book. But then at the same time, it's like. Uh, but then I have, you know, this, this box of comics that, that builds up, you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, as of right now, comics are kind of off the table for me. Would you be more inclined to do comics that were attached to video games? Because I remember when I was playing Overwatch a lot, they actually have an Overwatch comic that goes along with it. This is true. They do now, have... Would, would something like that be more up your alley? It depends. Because it's not the first time, like, life, the Life is Strange book is not the first book that i've read that's based on a video game like i have the uncharted graphic novel like it's oh, okay, a book of okay. like dc did a whole bunch of issues where with it with where it was uncharted and and i read that and that was really good i think there's a god of war comic i don't have that the only the only thing that really interests me right now in comics is one of my favorite artists ryan Otley. he used to be the the artist for invincible the other book that that i continued buying when i stopped buying comics and he's currently drawing Spider-Man. And I've always, I, I've been in love with this guy's art style forever. And now he's drawing one of my favorite characters of all time. And, and they keep bringing in characters that fit his style perfectly. Like <laughs> Venom and Carnage are, are Ryan Otley style characters. Like he, he draws them phenomenally. And, and it's fantastic to see somebody that I, I've, cause I knew him from this, this wee indie book. I say we indie book because, but I'm, I'm, it sold thousands of copies, you know, like it's not, it went, it yes, went like 200 issues, you know, yeah. but anyway, it, I know him from this independent book for years. It, I mean, in, Invincible was written by the same guy who wrote The Walking Dead. It's not a small book that, that nobody's heard of the creative team, you know? Right. But it's, it's, 
it's interesting to see a, an artist that I know from an indie book on the big time, you know, like doing a Marvel or a DC book. So that that really is the only thing right now that I'm I really want to read is that stuff. And it's not even because I'm like I want to know the story. It's because I want to see the art. I want to see what Orion Ottilie's done with the art. So that's really the only thing right now. And so with that in mind, I'm like, well, do I I I don't really know if I want to rush out and buy trades for that because. I don't know if I'm going to like the story. I mean, I know I'm going to like the art, but otherwise, you know, like, so that's not something I'm about to buy. So I'll, I don't know. It's weird. Interesting. It's weird. Do you, th- do you think all like the recent success of like the MCU stuff and all like, well, I'm not going to say success of the DC comic movies because <laughs> that, yeah, they're, they're not that successful. Fair but enough. Do, yeah. you, do you think those being so popular? increases the desire for maybe kids or you know people like your age or sorry our age to go buy comics or does it decrease the desire to go buy comics it decreases a hundred percent it decreases and i know that from talking to people laura she still has people who recognize her on the street because she was the girl who worked at the comic shop and so she asks them when they talk to her like how's things what have you been doing and they talk about how the fact that they don't go to the comic shop anymore they don't buy books anymore and it and some of them have straight up said the movies are enough for me now but but is that an age thing do you think or you know because because obviously these people recognize her from you know 10 years ago or whatever so they're 10 years older than they were I'm I'm wondering if, you know, there's like a, a fresh faced ten year old who goes and watches Spider Man, if he's like, Oh, I might want to pick up the comic book. But from what I'm hearing, and this is from the same groups of people, they have, sure. some of these people have kids as well, is they're saying things like, Oh yeah, we'll go into the comic shop and we'll buy the toys or we'll buy the t shirts, but that's it. Like they But not, not the comic. They're okay. not there for the comics. It's it's an interesting time. Uh, now does that does that hurt you on the inside because that's sort of how you got started along it or is it sort of like just the natural progression of things i don't know like it does kind of like get to me that you know there aren't kids who are experiencing comics but that's kind of how things are like people don't want to read books they want to you know go on their phones and and do fun things on their phones like they'll go to the movies to see spider-man but you know I don't want to. Yeah, they they won't go to the comic shop. I'm not going to pick up a book. I'm just, I was just wondering because, you know, I'm thinking off the top of my head, like music and stuff. I remember when we were younger, you know, for me, like the Offspring releases a new album. I'm off to HMV to go buy the CD. Well, nowadays it's, oh, they release a new album. Great. Download on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or just listen to them on Spotify or something like that. You know, it's not that same rush, I guess. So Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like comics are the same way, yeah. but, but getting back to the walking dead. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh no, it's fine. I kind of wanted to push the walking dead discussion to the end because okay. I, I figure, I figure, I mean, we're talking about the ending of the walking dead. We might get into spoiler territory. So I did kind of want to push that towards the end of the episode so that we could have discussions about things and, and not be like, can't listen anymore because it's possible spoilers. But from here on out, there will be possible spoilers for the walking dead i'll i mean it depends on how much detail you want me to go into because at this point i feel like the show and the books are very different animals you know like i know of i know of characters on the show who are long dead in the books and vice versa like characters who are still alive in the books that are are dead on the show and 
so I mean, I guess obviously spoilers for either of the show or or the books because I might say something and you'll be like, oh well, that didn't happen in the show. In the show, this happened, and you know something like that. Like I don't know how up to date you are on the show. I haven't seen anything past season seven. Okay, I am I am right up to speed with that one. Okay, so so obviously it was a bit of a shock to everyone that The Walking Dead suddenly ended. So much so that retailers were pissed because it was kept as a surprise like there are like uh, for comics there are solicit magazines that are like oh yeah in six months you'll be able to read this story by spider about spider-man and in that story he's gonna fight venom and stuff like that you know something like that and then people know okay venom's gonna be in that issue i'm gonna order a couple extra copies because people like venom you know stuff like that yeah and in this case because they wanted to keep the ending a surprise they made fake solicits so there are like three, four months of fake covers for the for the story to like where it right. continues to, and then they just ended it. And it's it's not like issue two hundred or a big number. It ended at issue one ninety three. Just a random number is where it ends. And I, I actually talked to the people at the comic shop when I was buying it. I'm like, this must have been a surprise. And the girl who was at the register that day, she's like, I didn't know until I got here this morning, and there was a line at the door. oh no so because the news broke overnight there there was news websites that were like tomorrow's walking dead is the final issue and people were like wait what and sure enough every so often there'll be a big comic where you know something special happens and then it brings the normies out because the normies are like that'll be worth money and they'll like buy it because they think it'll be worth money in five years so right yeah but like, like the perfect example is Laura told me a story. This is why she was like, I hate Robert Kirkman for doing this because this is the kind of shit that I hated happening to me was when Archie got married years ago, Archie married, I think it was Veronica. Okay. Uh, they were getting people everywhere. Like they sold out and she's like, oh yeah, we ordered like three extra copies because nobody buys Archie comics. And then she said that day they were lined up at the door for people trying to buy this comic people were calling all day to be like do you still have the archie comic and she'd be like no we sold out of that at 1001 this morning and we opened at 10 a.m and they'd be like you fucking slut <laughs> like, <laughs> wow like, like that happened <laughs> like laura said that that shit happened to her all the time and the the woman at the comic shop with walking dead she's like yep that happened that's been happening this all day is we've had people calling all day asking for it and with the exception of the stuff that they put aside for people who put it aside, like me, in their boxes, mm-hmm. they were sold out within five minutes. The, the, the funny thing was, is there was actually a big twist in the issue before. So they luckily ordered extra comics because they were like, oh, that more people might start reading when they because they heard of that twist. And sure enough, they had a couple extra copies on hand, but they still sold out immediately. So, right. So the final issue... It was a double-sized issue. It wraps up everything like in a in a happy way. Is, is it a, is it a good finish or is it like a rushed finish? Like, uh, yep, this just happens. This guy dies. That you know, it was it like a very surprise finish. Like the book itself was a surprise, or did it sort of tie up things in a, a reasonable way? Okay, well, it does tie things up, and okay. I'm gonna go into into how it ties it up now. Okay, which means it's spoilers from here. And I don't know if you're like, I'm going to plug my ears. But again, 
the show and the books are so different at this point. So obviously the the big twist that I was alluding to a moment ago where it was like, oh yeah, there was a big twist in the previous issue. The big twist in the previous issue is that Rick dies. And right. on the show, Rick, they kept teasing that Rick was going to die and he flew away to helicopter land. Rick flying away to helicopter land never happened in the books. Rick has been a constant in the books forever. I mean, Carl is dead in the show. Carl is not dead in the books. He's yes. he's still alive. There are a lot well, Car- of kids. Carl's kind of running the show, isn't he? In the in the comic? Not really. It was Rick that oh. was running the show in the oh, comic. Oh, it was Rick. Okay. But, I was under the impression that Carl sort of took over from Rick, but that's fine. Yeah. Carl yeah. was very well, I mean, could he still with the yeah, yeah, yeah. but but anyway, what ends up what ends up happening is is Rick is killed at the end of the pre well, at the beginning of the previous issue. And they kind of like wrap up that storyline, which was they met another group of survivors, but these survivors were way more better off than the survivors that they are. Like they're, they've, they've gone back to like town living in 1920, you know, where it's like, Oh, yes, perhaps we will have electricity today, you know, something like, something like that, <laughs> okay, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. the world that they're in. But they found this other place where it's like, no, we have like football games and stuff in, in our stadium because that's how well we've reclaimed our area. Like they're a city, you know? Oh, damn. Okay. And, and they have like a standing army where they produce armor and bullets and all sorts of stuff. And, and basically what happens by the end of it is that that city is ruling class. Like it's, it's like the rich people are on top and the poor people are on the bottom. And, and like it, it, life has gone back to normal in the sense of like, Hey, if you were a big, important lawyer in the real world, you're still a big, important lawyer here, which, okay. which meanwhile, everywhere else in the world was like, you're a lawyer, tough shit, learn to be a blacksmith, you know, like, cause that's, yeah, that's, that's right, what's yeah. important here kind of a thing. But they were very much back in, in that kind of a, a mindset. And when Rick shows up because he's, they, they meet up and they're like, we should work together. Rick shows up into town and people are like, this place is backwards. You have the right idea. We like the people who are on the bottom are like, we want you to take over because you know what the, what the world is like out there. You know that we need to be in this together. You know that there's no place for it to be like, Oh, we are the one percenters over here serving me my drinks, waitress. Like that's, that's a reality for them. Right. So, so people are asking Rick to take over and he's like, you know what? That's, that is what you need, but you don't need me to be in charge. You guys need to take charge for yourself. And then eventually there's like this big riot and he stops the riot and he's like, no, we all need to work together. And, and like the person who's in charge voluntarily goes to jail and is like, and he lets her go and he's like, look, you didn't do anything wrong. You, you just need to change your mindset. And then that night he's woken up by her son and he shoots him, just shoots Rick. Cause oh, he damn. was like, <laughs> He was like, his son was like a brat that was like, my mommy lets me do whatever I want. Like he was like a, you know, like a trust fund baby, you know, right, where okay. he's like, I get anything I want because my mommy's in charge like that. And then he basically was like, after one day of, of everybody, everybody being equal, he's like, I can't do it. And shoots Rick. Like he's, oh, he's like, damn. you, you changed everything. I shoot you. And when they shoot him, that guy goes to prison. And and they don't kill him or anything, but they put him in, in jail and he stays in jail forever. And they're like, 
this is this change is going to happen to this place, but we're all going to have to do it together, and we're going to have like elections and and stuff like that instead of like sure, yeah. you used to be in charge, you stay in charge, that kind of thing. So then, at the beginning of the next issue, which is the final issue, there is a time jump, and I don't know how much time has passed, but everything in this issue takes place at this point in the future, and what has happened is is the world has gotten so much better. Because everyone has gotten their shit together and is working together to to make things great for everybody, the the safe zone area has not seen a zombie attack in ten years. So, like the the one of the main crux of the story is Carl kills a zombie in his in his backyard, and it turns out that that zombie belongs to Maggie and Glenn's kid. Maggie and Glenn's kid has gl- has grown up at this point, and he runs a traveling freak show full of zombies. Yeah, where he's like, "Hey, everybody, look! This is what we used to be afraid of—is these zombies." Like that's that's his livelihood. Is he drives around a cart, <laughs> a wagon full of zombies? Wow! And and because Carl killed one, there's this whole like. Well, you, you destroyed this man's property and you should go to jail. And he's like, are you friggin' kidding me? Like, we used to kill these things on a daily basis to stay alive. And now you're telling me you're finding me because I killed one? You know, like, yeah. so it's, it's the world they live in is now this safe place where, you know, like, that's the kind of problems that they have is, oh, no, this guy killed a zombie and it was his property, you know, like. That that kind of thing. <laughs> that's, that's so strange. Yeah. So, but and and they they he, they travel around and 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 every character, all of the main characters who are left, get their final you know their final moments. Like Maggie is like the president now. She was elected because she was running the hilltop. When when the elections happened, she was elected as like president of the new the new Commonwealth area. So all of these cities who are joined together are now under her. She's in charge, which is even better because they're like, Oh, you killed, you killed a zombie that belonged to the president's daughter. Now you're going to be, you know, and, and, and that they actually make a comment at one point that like, if you don't watch it, your kid's going to be the friggin' trust fund baby who shot my dad kind of a thing. And there's like statues of Rick. There's like a statue of Rick on the place where he made his big speech during the riot and stuff. And right. everybody, everybody talks about Rick like he's like this, uh, like this saint. Or yeah, like okay, if it yeah. if it wasn't for Rick, the world wouldn't have been saved and stuff. And and to to a point, there you know it's true. But like Michonne becomes the the like the Supreme Court justice and stuff because she was she used to be a lawyer, so she's a, a new like a judge in the future and stuff. And right. and they actually go into stuff like they they talk about Glenn and and uh, and Maggie's kid, and they don't make him out to be a bad guy. Like he has a scene where it's like you know my entire life, like my job was that I went around with these these zombies you might think i'm some kind of carnival huckster because i was like ooh look at the zombies but at the same time i was like this is what we used to be afraid of this is what we'll go back to if we're not careful and that's the service i provided when i went from town to town doing that and you know like you might think that i'm an idiot or an asshole because of that but you know, other people thought it was really, you know, so they, they had like this kind of moral ambiguity to, right, to whether okay. he was actually right and stuff. And meanwhile, Carl's like, I just wanted to protect my daughter, you dick. 
Because Carl, and this is, you know, this is showing how much things have changed and are different between the show and the books is Carl has grown up and had a daughter with Sophia who died in the barn in season two of the show. I was going to say, yeah, she's been long gone. Yes. So, yeah. So there's, there's a, Carl's not growing up to have a daughter with, with her, but, but that's, that's how that, and the book ends with him like telling her a story about how life has changed with with uh because of rick and now everybody like people have written history books about rick and stuff and i'm trying to think in the tv show how they would sort of finish it off in this way yeah and damn i have no idea how they would get there yeah it's it's interesting so so here's a question for you mike obviously if you die in the walking dead world you come back as a zombie whether you get bit or not yes did they cure that problem or They they just they figured out a way to sort of handle things. They actually don't address that. Okay. Uh, which is interesting because actually Rick becomes a zombie because the guy who kills him after he kills him panics and runs away. And like Carl comes to meet him the next day for breakfast and is like, Hey dad, it's time for breakfast. And zombie Rick is there, you know? <laughs> so, but then yeah, that was one thing that they didn't address. I was wondering if they would talk about that. Cause they do mention like, Hey, you know, nobody's seen a zombie in this area in 10 years. So, I mean, maybe when people die, they automatically like pfft, knife through the head and yeah, you don't got to worry know. about it's it. It's part of the routine now. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that was the thing that I was talking about earlier when I was like, yeah, the Google News would spoil me on, on things. It was Rick's death was what I was spoiled on because in one day I got three notifications from Google News and one was, you won't believe the shocking death in the latest issue of The Walking Dead. And I'm like, huh? All right. Somebody dies in The Walking Dead. An hour later, I got meet so and so, the murderer of blank, and but it, it said blank, like it didn't. It was like I mean, the murderer of spoilers. I think it said sure. Okay, and I'm yeah. like, okay, somebody dies. I get it. And then the next, the next news alert I got was, you won't believe the Rick Grimes twist. And I'm like, God damn! <laughs> like, come on, like you, I mean, doesn't you take a genius to piece all those together. No, no. no. It was insane. Like, just, okay, come on. No, you guys suck. But yeah, that was how I found out that Rick died was before I even read it. So, so yeah, that's, that's, I don't know if they solve that problem. They, they definitely do not address, because that was another thing that people, I saw news articles about it once it was over that was like, they never said where the zombies came from. And they, they basically, Rick, Robert Kirkman was like, I'm not going to tell anybody. Like, it, it doesn't I don't matter know myself <laughs> well it's funny because he actually he sold the series on a lie that they were going to reveal it and it was going to be aliens aliens yeah oh like he god he sold it and he was like oh yeah in issue in the in issue in the first like 10 issues or so there's going to be hints that it's aliens but it's not going to be directly said that it's aliens and then in like issue 15 or something aliens are going to show up and then they were like, wow, okay, great. And like the guys who were greenlighting the, the production of the series. Right. And then um, the sales figure started to come in and the book was selling really well. And, and the producer was like, man, the book's going great, but wh- where, where are the teases for the aliens? I haven't seen any yet. And then they just kind of sat there and he stared at him and he's like, there's not going to be aliens, are there? He's like, no, there's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. So... For somebody like me who's only watched the television show, yes. would it be worth picking up like the monster compendium of all the Walking Dead comics? 
Well, I think at this point to get the monster compendium, there's four or five of them you have to pick up to okay. get all the books. Because again, so m- money is no issue here. Money is yes. no issue. Would it be worth picking up? I think it's. It, I think it's definitely worth picking up, especially if you're a fan of the show, because it goes in such a different direction in the show. The show and the books are are at this point very different. Like the main character on the show is not the main character of the books. You know, like. Right. So what, it wouldn't be like you're reading the exact same story just in comic form. You, no, you're reading a, a kind of a version of it. Yeah, there there are bits that are similar. The, the the general story structure, like some of the points are the same, but some of the the ways they get to those points are very different. Like, do you, I don't know if you remember the season where it was like, the wolves are coming, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. they went to that village where it was like, yeah, this is where we eat people. Yeah, that was not in the comics at all. That's entirely different. There is a bit with cannibals, but it's not it's not yeah. you know, done in the same way it's done on the show in the slightest. Yeah, and I know they've given like certain storylines that were done by, you know, person A and they've given them to person B, so yep. like it does happen, but obviously not in the same way. Like, well, I know I there is that sort of stuff. I was going to say a great example is Andrea. Andrea from the books is one of my favorite characters in the entire series. In the show, they made her character terrible and she died in the 3rd season. Yes, and, <laughs> I, I've heard that one. Yeah. yeah, and Andrea in the books, she lasts until like issue 150. I mean, we're talking spoilers, so at this point yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter. But in in issue 150, she finally dies. She's the one who has a relationship with Rick, not Michonne. Michonne and Rick never hook up in the books. Like, it's very right. different. Michonne actually hooks up with Ezekiel, the tiger guy. Oh, books. that makes sense, though. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Until Ezekiel's head is put on a spike. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. So, he's still very alive in the TV show. Yes, but he's been quite dead for some time. In the oh, books, okay. So, All right. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I definitely would say that it's worth picking up just to see the differences. Like, yeah, Daryl, Daryl, the super important character on the show, is not in the books. Yeah, he doesn't like, exist at all. I he knew does that. not exist. His brother Merle did not exist. Neither of those characters exist. Most of the characters from the first season don't exist. You know, like a few of them do. Like, um, does God, Carol I'm, exist? Carol exists, but Carol, oh, what does Carol do? Carol gets eaten by a zombie very early. Very oh. early. Yeah. So she's like the one of the biggest badasses on the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, she's dead in the books. She amounts <laughs> not, not quite in the books. She okay. she amounts to literally nothing. Like Carol, Carol has Sophie. No, no, I'm confusing Carol with a different character. Carol does last a little longer. Carol lasts until they go to the prison. Okay. Carol goes nuts, and she wants to date. I don't know if you remember Tyrese from the show. Yes, I do. Yeah, Tyrese in the books shows up much earlier. And starts hooking up with Carol. And Carol, Tyrese cheats on her with Michonne when Michonne shows up. Oh, damn. And he's he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, I get it. You don't want to be with me. I'm sorry. I'm going to go away. And then she's like, goes to Lori because Lori's one of the only people who still talks to her. And she's right. like, Lori, can I be in a relationship with you and Rick? Like, I'll just be the third wheel. Like, I'll be in it, you know. I'll, you pass me around. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh and they're God. like, they're like, Carol, we're not going to, we're not going to do that, Carol. And she's like, okay, I would 
I would really like to have somebody because everybody else has somebody except me. And then like she just walks up to a zombie and she's like, love me. And the zombie starts eating her and she's like, oh, you like me. And like dies. That's that's what happens to Carol in the books. Yeah. Wow. All right. So before before we sign off here, Mike. Yes. T-Dog. T-Dog is is not in the books. T-Dog is not in the books. Oh, my God. Not in the books. He he's uh, a legend on the TV show. <laughs> I was devastated when he died. <laughs> yeah, T Dog is not in the books. Damn, not in the books. I don't know if I want to even read them now. <laughs> the, the stuff with the governor is almost entirely different. Like in the show, the governor is a very charismatic, good-looking guy. In the books, the freaking governor is like this sniveling, shystery-looking dude with a pencil-thin mustache. And oh like, no! Yeah, and he's like a weird. Like, Obviously, the governor in the show turns out to be a real fucking weirdo, but so does the, the other guy. He starts off as a weird, weird, weird weirdo before he becomes a weirdo later. Like he, when he meets Rick for the very first time, he cuts his hand off. Like that's that's what happens in the book. And and show <laughs> Rick never lost his hand. So right, that's another big difference. Rick goes wow. through the entire, almost the entire book without having a hand. So. Yeah, Damn. definitely worth reading. But yeah, yeah okay. I, th- I right. think I think you're correct that we should end here. We we did go a little into overtime, but we said we were going to do that now. If we if we still had more to say, we'd keep going. But next week, though, next week's going to be a special episode because next week we're going to be on location because oh, you yeah. and I are <laughs> are going for a, a vacation together. We're going to be uh, going down to Crystal Crystal Point, not Crystal Lake. Crystal Beach. Crystal Beach. Crystal Beach. Crystal Lake is where people get murdered. I keep call I keep calling it Crystal Lake as well, but it's Crystal Beach. Crystal That's Beach, right. yes. So we're gonna go down to Crystal Beach and we're gonna have some some chatting down by it's gonna be a quick and dirty. You guys are gonna hear all like when I we do these episodes, I, I go back and I go over them with a nice fine tooth comb and I edit out all the weird inconsistencies where like perhaps one of us will babble before we say a word, like being like and then say the actual word. I'll cut that crap out. We won't have that safety net when we're out in the in the wilderness recording the show. So so it should be a very interesting episode. Warts and all, one would say. Yes, absolutely. Raw. 100% yeah. raw. I'll have to put the theme song on my phone and, and we'll play it into the microphone. And talk <laughs> or just over. hum it. Somebody can hum it in the back. You better learn it, Chris, because I do all the talking. I will. I will absolutely learn it. I do the talking over the, the outro, so you have to, to learn so you can go do, 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 or whatever it is over here. Yeah. But that will do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and your favorite podcast listening service. If you want to get all of us and let us know any helpful tips, tell us what we said was dead wrong. You can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com. Or hey, maybe if you read Walking Dead and you thought the ending was bullshit, you can tell us there too. Reach us on Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give it whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I am Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon.